0: Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen, I am George Roach and I'm the Executive Director of Canadian Rights Watch. I want to welcome all of you this afternoon to an amazing talk show that we are going to hold here between us three. I am absolutely honoured once again to have our legal medical expert, Mark McDonald, from the Frontline Doctors. They have always, and from as long as we can remember, been doing some incredible work, especially on the legal side these days. Most of us know that uh, the heat has picked up out there in the workplaces, schools, universities, we're all getting threatened with our jobs, without jabs, and we're seeing that we're not allowed on residence unless we can prove our vaccinations. All that and more is coming your way this afternoon on this live broadcast. We appreciate all of you who do watching. I want to thank everybody for all the messages. I'm totally inundated. You know I'm busy. I'm not forgetting you. I'm going to be there, I promise. Right now, we want to do a show that is going to answer some of the questions that you have certainly brought to my attention and your lawyers, etc., around the country, here and in the U.S., I want to welcome everybody to Canadian Rights Watch, The Facts and the Fiction. I'm joined once again with my co-host Doug McKenty of The Shift Now. Doug and I have done significant work on the psychology of lockdowns. We hope that you're viewing that. We will post it again to any request. I want to welcome, uh, I want to welcome again Mark McDonald. Mark, welcome back. Holy jumping.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, it's great to be back with you, George and Doug. I, um, I, I'm, I'm almost speechless. Uh, with what's happened in the last few days here locally in Southern California and the state at large and uh, I Hear from uh, my patients in England and also in Canada and throughout the United States how rapidly horrible life has become for Americans Canadians uh, just about anyone in the Anglophone countries I believe that we are nearing a point right now where If we're pushed any further, any faster, uh, there will be a severe, massive blowback. Uh, The incremental ratcheting that we've been suffering uh, here in the United States, uh, which was worse, I think, in outside Anglophone countries, but certainly bad enough in the United States, has reached a tipping point where. Simple shrugging of the shoulders and complying because in a few weeks everything will be fine again is no longer a viable way of seeing things. Americans now who complied, who put up with the masks, who put up with the distancing, the lockdowns, the shutdowns, and then ultimately this unnecessary, irrational, coerced vaccination campaign are now being told that none of that actually mattered. We're all starting back at zero. We're entering now the fall of 2021 worse off than we were one year ago in every single metric, except, of course, medical health. We're all still fine. But outside of that, everything is worse. We're being told that children have to return to school all wearing masks. That is if school actually reopens. I have a suspicion it won't. I think the teachers unions are going to prevent that from happening. Mm -hmm. All children, regardless of whether they got the vaccine, and I'm not endorsing it in any way, but if they did, they still have to be tested every single week in the LA Unified School District. Wow. Masks, testing, and ultimately, I believe they will all be forced to take vaccinations in order to enter school in the LAUSD and probably throughout the state. That's education. Businesses are now firing employees who don't have vaccines. A neurologist, a neurosurgeon, actually, from a very well-known preeminent hospital network here in Los Angeles called me yesterday in a panic saying that he's gonna be fired if he doesn't take the vaccine. And he just discovered a colleague who received the vaccine is now suffering from tremors. A neurosurgeon with tremors is an unemployed neurosurgeon. Why on earth would he wanna take this vaccine? I have parents calling me to say their private schools are now requiring vaccinations. Private schools in Los Angeles upon re-entry in the fall, or their children will not be allowed back at school. I know other healthcare workers at a equally preeminent healthcare system here in Los Angeles, who have lost their jobs in the last three days because they disclosed that they did not have a vaccine and they would not wear one, and they would not comply with 24 seven masking and twice weekly testing until or unless they received a vaccine. I have a family in my office that came in yesterday that said, three of us got vaccinated, the others didn't. We all got sick last week. And regardless of the fact that we all have immunity, our families back east will not allow us to bring the children for a visit until we receive a vaccine. So on a government, on a private and on a personal familial level, we as Californians, as Americans are suffering from uh, an intensification of a coercive and uh, fanatical, really, uh, campaign to comply with absolutely irrational and dangerous mandates. We're in two societies right now, we're split apart, and there's gonna be a collision coming very, very soon.
0: So, so, Doug, I I, I wanted to say this because Mark and I did speak for a few minutes yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I'm aware of the density Uh, Of the problem that he's dealing with so I kind of want to tell the listeners, you know Why is he saying that what 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 what, let's just go back to the beginning and let's make it clear for everybody that masks don't work The only reason you call us tinfoil hatters and we drank the kool-aid and you're still using obsolete phrases like you're conspiracy theorists is simply because when you're challenged to produce any evidence of your claims, you have none. So the only thing left for you to do is to character assassinate or smear the other person with whom does have the science to tell you that masks don't work. You employers, listen, we mean you no harm. You know the Canadian Rights Watch is calling. Many people will be calling. Some of you are receiving very bad Google reviews and pushback from your citizens and your customers because people are awoke to the fact That there is no masking efficacy. These threats of no jab, no job are going to land all of you in hot water in the legal system. Your staff are getting very aware. They're calling us. They know that something's up. And I'm telling you, the jig is up. In two countries, we can't have all these problems. And yet, you believe that what you're telling these Kool-Aid drinkers and tinfoil hat wearers is making more sense when the evidence says you have no argument to begin with. So understand, the reason that we're talking about this is because what you're doing isn't working. You're causing a huge problem, you're creating havoc, you're causing anxiety, and our workforces are being threatened, and you have no supporting evidence for that conduct. Stop it.
2: Yeah. Dr. McDonald, why don't we talk about the science? I mean, we've had you on uh, having conversations about the mass, uh, every single randomized controlled study ever done about mass versus unmasked in terms of uh, viral transmission has come up negligible. Uh, and yet everybody believes uh, that masks are effective. And now we're hearing the same thing about the vaccines. Like I, it's just actually blowing my mind. Um, uh, that the numbers are coming out that these things aren't very effective uh we're looking at the numbers from israel uh we're looking at the numbers from europe uh we're looking at the numbers from gibraltar places that are that are heavily heavily vaccinated and they're having the same transmission as places that are almost not vaccinated at all and yet even worse believe that uh that this is uh you know a serious issue and, and blaming the, the uh, unvaccinated. So, well, first uh, let's have a real conversation about the science, George. <laughs> and then I wanna get into the propaganda and the psychology of this and why so many people are, are deluded at this point.
1: Yes, uh, you're both bringing up excellent points. Let's lay the foundation here for what's objective and then we can talk about the thought behind it or the lack of thinking. We've known for over a year three things that are lies, and we now know them with absolute certainty. There is no argument against this, at least no rational argument. The first lie is that everybody is dying equally, old and young, sick and healthy. That is false. That is even more false now than it was a year ago. Oh, the, o- mm-hmm. the only people that are getting sick and dying are incredibly ill. Incredibly ill and the reason for that is there is no more Wuhan virus. It's extinct The virus that's infecting people now is an India variant or called the Delta variant if you want to be PC Which has a very very high degree of contagion much much higher than the Wuhan virus. Yes, that is correct However, it has an inversely low Lethality rate The lethality rate is between one-tenth to one-twentieth of the original virus that was fabricated in Wuhan less than corona
2: And this is totally normal, right, in terms of viral mutations. This is what happens. A virus comes and it mutates, becomes weaker uh,
1: over time, weaker but more contagious. That's correct. This is exactly how viruses have always propagated. We may actually even be seeing the mutation rate and contagion level go up, specifically because of the mass vaccination campaign, which prompts the virus to mutate more quickly. Mm -hmm. It's unproven, but it's a very sound theoretical argument, and it has happened in the past. So the vaccination campaign may actually be producing more variants. It is also equally true and equally proven over the last 75 years in the study of virology that when people naturally become immune to a virus, the mutation levels go down because they develop global immunity for all variations of that virus, which is not the case when you develop an artificial vaccine. And in this case, the artificial vaccine and I'm being generous by calling it a vaccine because it doesn't operate like a traditional vaccine. And I won't go into the details of why that is. It's not important. But the point is, and the important point, is that this particular experimental vaccine product has a very focused directional attack against the specific genetic code of the Wuhan virus that was released from China. It does not have much specificity or much containment power over mutations, the more that they mutate, the less the vaccine is effective. That is not true with general immunity. And I can prove this because the number of people that have been infected with the Wuhan virus or any of its variants, proven infected, meaning symptomatic and also tested by laboratory tested within confirmed testing positive, recovered from it. The number of those people who have then been proven, proven infected again, can be counted on the fingers of one hand missing your thumb. It does not exist. On the other hand, those who have been proven vaccinated and then subsequently to their vaccination, proven infected by the Wuhan virus or one of the variants, is astronomical. In fact, as you just said, Doug, 80%, 80% of all of those hospitalized in Israel currently And over the last 90 days, with confirmed coronavirus and variant infection, were vaccinated with two shots of the Pfizer mRNA vaccine. 80%.
0: Does this not corroborate the belief that the vaccination, the so-called vaccination, which is an mRNA, does this confirm that the virus is contained in the shot?
1: I'm not sure I understand your question. The virus is contained in the shot?
0: Meaning that the vaccination itself will cause
1: the infection. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, but not in the way that you're describing it. It's not that the infection is in the shot. It's that because the body reacts to the vaccination as if it were infected, meaning the body is programmed through the vaccine to produce spike proteins, which is the actual agent that causes the infection, the symptoms of the infection, which is what creates the difficulty with breathing, the chest pain, the cardiac damage, the whole body, whole organ system, degradation of tissues, which leads to, we believe, the neurologic damage, as well as end organ damage, like, for example, fertility problems, sperm production, impotence, despite right. going through the paper. It basically, as you just visibly showed, it punctures the tissues of the body, and that's what creates the damage. It's like millions of tiny little razor blades floating around in your body, cutting into your tissues. That's how the spike protein works. AC2 receptors. Right. The ACE receptors are parts of the body that attract those spike proteins and that's where they congregate. Now because of that, that method, that mechanism of action, people who receive the vaccines are inherently damaged. Inherently. The degree at which they're damaged depends on a lot of factors. But those who have very robust immune systems, which produce more spike protein or more damage, that would be young people. Also, people who are very elderly and sick, who do not have a strong immune system, but are already frail, receive more damage because they're more likely to be harmed because they're weaker to begin with. So they're more fragile. So essentially, both ends of the spectrum, the young, healthy, robust immune system people and the old, elderly, frail with weak immune systems are all harmed to some degree, some significantly by the vaccination. That's important for another reason though, regarding the question you just asked about why people get sick more often with the vaccine. It is thought to be, and I think this is a reasonable understanding based on medical practice, medical knowledge, that because the body is weakened, because the immune system is stressed, the vaccine poses a greater risk for infection later, especially in the first few weeks after the vaccination than if you weren't vaccinated because your body is weaker. Now you could argue, well, but the vaccine protects you while it weakens you. That may have been the case with the Wuhan virus because that's what the vaccine was targeting. But right now the target is different. It's the India variant. The India variant is very, very weakly contained by the vaccine, by the body's reaction to the variant once it infects the body, because it's not looking for that target. So then the body activates these spike proteins post-vaccination. It might try to activate a few spike proteins post-variant infection, but they don't work. So then the body's under attack by the vaccine and under attack by a variant virus, and the body's normal immune system is suppressed in containing the variant. And so I think for that reason, the people that have the vaccine are both Poorly protected and their body has a weak immune reaction to the infection and therefore they're getting infected more frequently and they're getting sicker and more hospitalized in greater numbers than healthy people who never got the vaccine to begin with. Or, God forbid, if you actually have immunity to the virus, you're not getting any symptoms because you're not getting infected at all with the variant.
2: Well, that's another thing that's actually mind boggling to me is that they're recommending people that have, they. first of all, I don't, I mean, here in California, it's very difficult to get an antibody test, which should be something that they're selling on street corners so people can check out if they have natural immunity or not. But now, you know, it's all over the mainstream media that even people who have natural immunity and know they've had COVID in the past are supposed to get vaccinated. It's absolutely mind boggling. All of the science that's coming out is showing that natural immunity is way better than the what is a, apparently a temporary. I mean, clearly, I think uh, the whole big pharma apparatus is setting us up for booster shots here. Yes. Uh, and that was something that was completely predictable because, of course, we know that coronaviruses, just like flu viruses, evolve and mutate quickly every year. There's a different... Uh, virus that has to be dealt with. And I think, I mean, I think that's what we're looking at here. Uh, all of the mainstream, uh, what I, what I call absolutely propaganda, uh uh, is is pushing for what's going to be a, a year, at least a yearly, if not every six-month booster shot for the, for the next variant that comes up. It's, uh, it's uh, outrageous. And we don't know the long-term uh, effects of the spike protein uh, on the human body, or uh, I was going to bring up also the antibody-dependent enhancement, which could be another issue where the body's already been so primed, essentially, for the disease, and when the natural virus hits, uh, it actually goes into overdrive and it causes the uh,
1: the uh, uh, cytokine storms. You're correct. All of that is absolutely correct. And this is an argument that hasn't even begun to attack the second lie, which is that we can't treat this disease. So when you take into account that there's actually cheap, effective, safe, and available treatment for mild symptoms to going on a respirator with infection and everything in between, there really is no more rational argument, no moral or medical argument for anyone to receive this vaccination now. Absolutely none. I was equivocal about the vaccine in old, frail people when it came out. I thought, well, if you have to do a risk-benefit analysis, certainly don't give it to children. I now believe firmly that no one should receive this vaccine because A, it does not help with the current infection, which is this Delta variant or India variant. B, it weakens your body. It causes immune system dysfunction. C, we don't know what the long-term consequences are. And then finally, we have such effective, inexpensive, safe, far, far, far safer than vaccine treatment available, that there is no reason to get the vaccine. We know now.
0: All of those are getting demonized.
1: Absolutely demonized. And you know why? Because Merck, which produces most of the... Generic form of ivermectin, the most effective monotherapy for all of these forms of infection, is in the process of developing a branded version of ivermectin, which I'm sure they'll charge hundreds of dollars per capsule. It'll be the exact same drug. And they'll come out with it as this miracle cure that they just discovered that has to be funded by, of course, Fauci money, i.e., taxpayer money in the United States, that will then eradicate this disease. And they'll shift over their production from vaccines. To medication, because as long as they make the money, they don't really care what product they produce. And ivermectin, by the way, is so clearly, irrefutably effective that a meta analysis came out two weeks ago and showed that in all of the trials for which it was used prophylactically, meaning people who are not infected yet, 100% of every single study participant in every single trial did not get infected. And these are healthcare workers. Right. And this was a blinded, placebo-controlled trial. One group got ivermectin, one group got placebo. They all were running around with sick people in hospitals in multiple countries. Every single one of the people that got ivermectin came out clean. 40 to 50% of those who got the placebo got sick. That's, pro- that's prophylaxis. When you move on to treatment, right. the meta-analysis showed, and there was over 100 studies, 100 studies, that ivermectin was used in for treatment. Somewhere between sixty to eighty percent of those who receive ivermectin, ivermectin alone, recovered, did not die, or were removed from the hospital list rather quickly. So that's a sixty to eighty percent efficacy with zero side effects. It's cheap, it's available, far, far better than the current vaccine. There's no reason not to use it.
2: I am absolutely blown away by the fact. I mean, we have hydroxychloroquine, which actually has similar uh, similar rates. So again, peer reviewed, scientifically studied. But the ivermectin prophylactic. I mean, they are talking about firing healthcare workers right now for not getting the vaccine, and yet we know clearly through science. Again, and this uh, is so frustrating that these people say, "Trust the science. Trust the science. Trust the science." You show the science, and they call you a conspiracy theorist. Unbelievable. Um, but. Uh, it's just so frustrating to watch how effective these are and people don't understand that if if they were approved then the vaccines would lose their emergency use authorization i mean i look at this now i think you probably do too as a crime scene and we've got clear motive clear motive for covering up the ivermectin covering up the hydroxychloroquine treatment protocols and promoting only the vaccine so that they can get uh, emergency use authorization, which which absolves them of liability for all of these uh, side effects that we're seeing occurring, which is the, uh, through the roof. It's so frustrating to me.
1: You're completely correct in that, Doug. And when I think about the fact that, as you just mentioned, people or healthcare workers are being fired because they're not actually agreeing to get the vaccine. Um, it, it raises a solution to some degree, uh, which I want to propose because I also want to offer solutions to people. As you said, the antibody tests are very difficult to get. They're widely unavailable. Well, you can, as a private citizen, without a physician, you can order a humoral T-cell antibody test. Through tdetect.com, that's t-detect.com, I am not receiving money from this company, so don't think I'm trying to shill for them. I just right. know that they're a good, solid company with good tests. And for about $200, you can get your blood sample sent to them. You have to go to a lab like Quest or LabCorp to do it. Sent away to them, in two weeks they'll send you back a lab report showing with a 87 to 89% accuracy within 24 months at least of infection and recovery that you actually have circulating active antibodies to any of these viral variants or the original Wuhan virus, which you can then promptly show to your employer and say, you want me to get a vaccine? I have better immunity than anyone who had the vaccine, and I am at a higher risk of vaccine injury. This is also proven, and it was proven in Oxford study three months ago in England. We have all kinds of data about this in the U.S. as well. More at risk of getting vaccine injured now because I have antibodies by getting this vaccine. So do you want to place that risk on me and ultimately on you? Because I can sue right. you right. if you force me to do that. And I will sign away the liability. Take on all the liability for the vaccine injury that you're asking me to take on. And then maybe I'll consider going to get it. I doubt any employer is willing to well, sign that. This is what Dolores, you can
0: take steps. This is what Dolores Cahill said at Trafalgar Square months back. Okay. And before I get to that, I want to welcome my good friend in Canada's healing doctor, Dr. Detox. Daryl, welcome. Uh, you know, please say hello. Hi, to, uh, Dr. Mark McDonald. Hi guys, welcome. How you doing? Hi, Daryl. Doing? doing well, thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Um uh so basically she made it abundantly clear that we gotta start putting out the notices of liability and let the, that legal information confront the stupidity of the expectations that we're getting. As we're doing this show live right now. Uh, I'm getting messages about people getting letters from their employers that they have to produce the backs or medical records. Give us your medical records. Prove to us you've got at least one job, or don't come, or don't come here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is insanity on steroids.
1: And anybody so, that says this is a science argument is completely transparently exposed when you say. Here's my document. I actually have 100% coverage against transmitting or receiving infection. And the employer still says you have to get a vaccine. There is no light in that argument whatsoever. It is a flat out lie. It is unscientific. It is immoral and it should be illegal.
0: And Well, it is, and I was just going to get to that. As a matter of fact, informed consent does live in this country. That is the highest order of land. You Im- okay, so th- the staff out there and all you guys that are emailing me, I hear you, I'm with you, I'm in an interview right now, but listen, y- this is illegal. If you're a little confused that your employer is sending you notice and telling you that you got to go to the VACs or, or, or get the VACs to work here, you know, the no jab, no job monologue, you don't have to listen to that. You, you have informed consent. It is your right and your doctor's responsible, liably responsible. If they don't allow informed consent, they do not get the immunity that the law allows them. They have to do their jobs. And if you don't have that information, for crying out loud, don't take it to face value. Don't acquiesce. Don't feel obligated. The peer pressure is unimaginable. I have a 14-year-old right now uh, who's uh, the son of a police officer, an active guy, uh, we stand on guard for the who called me. We've, we're on the phone for an hour and a half. He's bleeding from the heart because his 14-year-old wants to get the jab because he's being peer pressured into doing it. He won't take his mother's calls, and he won't take his father's calls. So in the spirit of him, you guys, the youth, please listen. All of you guys, I know you're cool and you want to be around your friends, but you've got to use independent thinking on this one. You could be making a decision that could endanger you for the rest of your life. If your friends really care about you, they will encourage you to get the right information before you make that decision that could hurt you for a very, very long time. Daryl, go.
3: Well, okay, I take it from a different angle and I hope that's okay. Is that okay?
0: Absolutely. The angle is this,
3: is that- um, Is it a
0: curved, curved angle or? (laughs)
3: I don't know, I think it could be a little edgy I love your angles,
1: let's go Give it on Bring on the edgy angle Please
0: listen up Canada's loving, healing doctor
3: Okay, so Here it is I don't know why we were given a big brain like we have because we only have access to 10%. And we've definitely shown that all we have is 10% of a brain. So the reality is is this, is that every corporation that you're going after, the people that you're going after, the owners of these businesses, okay, the only way you can hit them is with money. The only way that they understand is with money because they're they're really low on the totem pole. Because the people that actually strategize this aren't really people. They're they're something that's slimed out of the uh, out of the ground, and they've been strategizing this for like a quarter of a century, and we don't even know it. But the reality is, is guess what? Can I just say this? Okay. They said, look, it. They're so stupid that they'll shower in chlorinated and fluorinated water. They'll let us put silver mercury uh, fillings in their mouth and Mm -hmm. then they'll treat their kids to sugar which rots their brain and the reality is is they think medical health is actually health and it's not health at all. It's terrorism that actually came from Nazi Germany. Uh, Yeah, cut, poison and burn. So the reality is they're going look at, uh, about 95% of the population uses medical care as health care, and that becomes emergency care. So the reality is, is that we're dealing with 95% of the population are basically dumbed down so stupid that they think that when they're that they don't take responsibility for their body at all they don't take responsibility for what they eat what they think what they drink holy crap we're just right for the right we're right for the picking and the reality is is this there's no way around it probably 70% of the population is going to be dead and I don't know I don't know much but maybe in two to five years because nobody really knows Unless the person knew how to eat right, think right, live right. And that's not going to happen because the whole family doesn't do that. Listen, the contamination is in the house. Sexual abuse, emotional abuse, Mm -hmm. mental abuse. And the reality is it's so easy to program a human being into a human doing. So the reality is, is all I want to say is, is guess what? You go ahead, keep on talking. But the elite people don't really give a crap because they don't care about money. They just decided that guess what? hey, you know what, if they, don't, if, if they don't want us to make robots to take over the jobs, then we're going to make them into robots because they're as stupid as a robot anyways. And the reality is, is we don't want to listen to their tantrums anymore, so we'll make them into robots. The reality is, is this, we'll eat anything. We'll eat anything. We treat each other uh, not with love and care. We don't. Human beings kill each other. Oh my God, if they call a war, you'll have a whole bunch of guys going to line up to go across and get into a plane, go to another country and kill their brothers and sisters. So far as I'm concerned, guess what? We deserve what we're getting. We deserve what we're getting. We don't know about self-love. We don't know about self-care. We don't use logical thinking. Look at what we eat. My God, medical doctors eat crap. And then medical doctors, 80% of all doctors, oncologists, would never use chemo radiation on their own family. We already know that. The reality is is this. It's so easy to buy a human doing. And that's what people are. Until we want to wake up and love ourselves and care for ourselves enough, we're not going to do it for other people. And the reality is is we all come from poverty thinking, oh, my God, couldn't make enough money, because we don't live our passion. We don't live our purpose. And we're not connected to God. We're just connected to religion. So, uh, you know what? I think it's all crap. And the reality is is that people just learned how to love and care for themselves. And we just ignored these guys. But we're not going to ignore them. We're not going right. to ignore the media. We're not going to ignore the medical doctors that don't know what they're talking about, that are going and jabbing people. And we're just going to get in and we're going to talk about all this stuff. The reality is is this. Until you know how to look after yourself and love yourself and uh, unconditionally, then you're going to have conditions for everybody else. Let me tell you something. They don't have to do anything. We are going to kill each other. They're actually standing back and going, yeah, the right. moron. Look at them go. Well, All right. So,
2: yeah. You know, this is just a great segue into where I wanted to go with this next. I mean, before before you joined, Dr. Wolf, we really were covering the science uh, and how the science clearly points to the fact that the, you know, the masks aren't working, don't work. The, the vaccines... Yeah, but uh, are dangerous and, and aren't working. Science cannot outrule the
3: subconscious because Absolutely. you would have to tell somebody ten thousand times that the masks don't work, and then there would have to be the majority of their family that bought into it before <laughs> they're going to. They'll, go in, they'll just, you know what. They'll kill themselves anyways. I'm going to tell you, this is a whole frustrating thing. You know, I'm involved <laughs> with the truth about cancer people. And, you know, we get together and we talk. First of all, we are upset. We want to go out and protect everyone. And then now we realize we can't. And every time we try to talk to a sleepwalker, they try to bite us. So the reality is, is this, is that we can only help the people that are awakened right now because understand something, Doug, and tell me I'm wrong. The only time that a human doing ever, ever wakes up is when there's so much pain and suffering and somebody says you're going to die or somebody's dying in the house mm-hmm. and then they just bark a little bit and then guess what but they don't learn. Human beings do not learn through logic.
0: I think they that's learn. true. I think it comes from their suffering that the most important lessons in life yeah.
3: come. Well, I would sure. have saved
0: the world with golf and tennis. Had to have a shot <laughs> at it, but it's, it's not you got if you're going to be true to yourself, you're going to be suffering.
3: Uh, well, we been programmed we're programmed to actually hurt ourselves and our families and we're programmed that suffering is the way to the lord we're programmed that we're sinners that we're failures Mm -hmm. the day you you know you got to bring yourself up
0: pathological relationships are a direct consequence of abuse i firmly agree with that i don't think that addicts are born they are actually created in an environment where either high levels of abuse neglect abandonment some stressor within the environment is going on, whether that's drugs, alcohol, absenteeism, or uh, a father beating on his wife. Uh, there is all kinds of data to support the fact that addicts are shame-based and that they have been taught to behave that way. And they rely on substances as a means to keep their histories in arrest, inaccessible, so they don't have to heal don't have to be responsible for them, but they will continue to perpetuate the very suffering they brought forward. Those people are in no condition to fight the battle we're fighting with masks or vaccines. They're busy mood-altering their shame and their pain. They're not dealing with it.
3: Yeah, you're it. right, but, but understand something. The reality is, is guess what? You want to become something else when you don't think that you're ever enough. So the reality is, is that we're taught that we're not enough. So we're going to get into drugs. We're going to get into alcohol. We're going to get into substance abuse, or we're going to eat ourselves to death. So the reality is, is this, the whole thing is a setup. You can go back to the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, Carnegie's. You can look at the whole thing, but the whole medical system, you know, disease never really existed very much until the AMA came along. So the reality is, is it's all about, it's all about, Poisoning the mind, poisoning the food, poisoning the water, poisoning the people. And right now, people do not have enough of enlightenment in themselves to actually believe that they deserve to have it all. Well, they're spiritually bankrupt. But, yeah, doc,
0: but Dr. Mark, okay, so. Here we are in this situation right now. we got a whole bunch of people, as you said, in the U.S. and in Canada losing their jobs. We've got employers threatening left, right, and center that if you don't produce evidence of your vaccination, you will be sent home on sick leave. Well, I'm not sick. Okay, well, that's the rule. Um, We have a fractured system of laws right now. The rule of law is getting tossed aside, as we can all agree on. Human rights are being squashed and being treated as though they never once existed. What do we what, what should what should these people who are getting threatened at work be saying to their employers? That's a question I deal with daily.
1: There's a few options, and I think each person has to weigh what his values, what his desires, what his willingness to pay price for in order to reach a decision. Um I know some people have decided that they're just going to move. They're leaving. They're leaving Los Angeles. They're moving to Orange County, where there's an actual uh, indigenous community of uh, freedom and truth fighters who are willing to come together and battle this monster. And they are actually making progress. Beautiful. So is, is there something job. to say?
0: Is there something to say for people who want to remain in Toronto, who want to remain in L.A., or who want to buck the tide? Is there something for them to say to their employer, to their principal,
2: boss? You know what, George, can we, I, because we were discussing this, uh, I want to talk about the effectiveness of the propaganda uh, sure. Just a little bit more on that psychological level, sure. and then kind of sure. wrap up the show with this question of of solutions, especially legal solutions. Uh, Mark, I know America's frontline doctors have been helping with that. Yep, but yep. but can you, th- because we we were already kind of really talking about how difficult it is, how so many people believe. Uh, In the propaganda, despite the peer reviewed science, despite the fact that I think it should be obvious, once you have to censor people, once you're censoring experts, you know, that should be a red flag, right? Hello. So, what are we dealing with when we have a a population where I don't even know, 80, 90% are so easily influenced by this propaganda? How does it work and why is it so effective on so many people?
1: Well, one theory that I have is that this fear pandemic that started a year and a half ago was. Not birthed a year and a half ago. Uh, it started a long time ago. It might have been hyperactivated 18 months ago, but I think it was primed. And I think people have been primed for decades to be afraid.
2: You know, can I uh, just mention really quickly that in 1976, the last time they tried this, after 53 deaths, they had to shut it down because people wouldn't stand for it. So 30, 40 years that's, later, that's true. Y- you're exactly right. They've been priming us for this all this time, or else we wouldn't be standing for this. Go ahead. Condi- Excuse me. Conditioning. Well, now. what we've
1: been hearing for decades is that we're all at risk of something terrible. Um, you know, the, the feminist movement started forty years ago, saying we don't need men, and then we arrived at the point where men are actually dangerous to women, just by their very existence. They became toxic. We've been told that uh, the world is going to end in four years, and it was ten years, and it was fifteen, and it was twenty years. Uh, every single decision that we make is wrecking the planet. We are embarking the planet in some ways, but, but not in the ways that we're being told. Um, getting electric cars is not saving the planet; it's actually killing children and sure. and toxifying the environment. People don't hear right. about that because it doesn't support the the, the, the economic policy that is really right. undermining this or underlying this. And the mainstream uh, we're narrative. Also, yeah, there is a, there is a narrative which is propagandized and a lie. Um, we are told that uh, college campuses are nothing more than. Um, Uh, rape culture environments where one third of all girls are assaulted or raped before they're they're actually graduating from school. That's also untrue, but it scares people when they go to campus because now they they, they think that every person around them is going to rape them. We have safe spaces so that if you're offended, uh, you can cry and you can go get an M&M and a little cookie and a a stuffed animal. Um,
0: That's where your hypervigilance can take a break.
1: Yes, that's right. That's it's a it's a safe assigned space where you can go and cry and you can regress into a dependent state. So a safe place is not a place where you go and become strong and independent and you fight. It's a place where you regress into a state of infancy and put on a diaper and wear a pacifier, which is what these masks serve for for many adults. Is there right. they're really adult pacifiers.
0: Absolutely.
1: So th- there has been a, a a foundation of this implantation of fear in our culture for decades for 30 or 40 years. And so people arrived, especially women. I want to point this out. This is an important distinction that a lot of people are not paying attention to. Women are largely but not entirely driving this hysteria. And I believe it's because women have been targeted to be afraid for a very long time. Now, men play their role as well, but they played in a different way. Men have become emasculated. Mm -hmm. And in an absence or a vacuum of masculinity, and I don't mean toxic masculinity, I mean strength, I mean containment, I mean security, which is what men provide to women in general as the, the, the separate complementary force between the male-female relationships, when that is gone, when you have grown men, you know, tatted up, gun-toting, uh, tough guys in pickup trucks up in Canada walking around outside with pacifiers on their faces, that does not instill a sense of safety and security in women. It scares them. And these women then become, as women do when they don't feel safe, often hysterical. And they start going after people. That's why we have the term Karen. We don't have it Thomas's and George's. We call them Karens. They attack people on the street because they've lost their mind, because they become hysterical, because they don't have a male presence around them to say, whoa, 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 I know that you're a little upset, but things are going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We're going to help you out. The men are just on board with the same thing. They're saying, well, I'm going to put on a mask and hide and run. So there's a sexual, when I say sexual, I mean difference of the sexes. dynamism here or dynamic that is helping to support, sustain, and amplify the fear and the hysteria and the lack of of strength across the country. But that was all set up a long time ago. Men have been degraded and attacked for decades. Women have been told that they don't need to maintain or control their dark side men have been told you're all predatorial rapist fighting savages well that is in the nature of men absolutely that's why we we fight as men to contain that and to channel it into healthy mechanisms it's not bad it's just part of our nature well are women born perfect are all women born without any terrible negative urges absolutely not women have their dark sides too but we don't want to allow that to be accepted so we tell women grow and develop and just express yourself and feel and men are the, are the cause of all the problems. Well, that's what women are doing. They're expressing and feeling like crazy. They're creating havoc. They're wreaking havoc on the country. Well, and the right men don't stand up and tell them to stop because they've been told that if they do that, they become the bad guy. I think this is an important dynamic point that a lot of people aren't noticing.
0: I agree. I think, and I let think me just say quickly, if you don't mind, Daryl, let me just say quickly yeah. that our prime minister, it's breaking right now on this day, uh, August 5th, 2021, folks, that our prime minister has just been told to attack his government with... PM says he's considering making COVID-19 vaccines mandatory for federal workers. There he is. That's CTV.
1: Mm. Yeah.
3: I can't hear you. Why is it? Ah,
2: I'm so, Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, George. Okay. Sorry.
0: You got me? Okay. Yeah. Did everybody hear me when I talked about the mm-hmm. prime That's minister it. attacking? We did. Gover- okay. Okay. Yes. So it's, it's about to get crazier. If this guy is saying that, if the prime minister of Canada is telling the world that he's going to va- force vaccinate the federal workers, what do you think is going to happen at Joe Blow's corporations now? and the schools. This is this is retaliatory. It's in response to Rocco Galati, and all the other lawyers who are now pushing back, and Reiner, and uh, De- De- Dr. David Martin, who have been very clear in pushing what's really going on, such as the patents and all the other narratives and the propagandized BS that people are saying. This is the response from our prime minister to federal workers. What do you think?
3: Well, he's not our prime minister, actually. He's no. he's working he's working for somebody else, not for us. It's, it's correct. He's working for the government, inside the government. He's never worked for us. But I want to come back to Dr. Mark. I think that that is one of the most intelligent things anybody could have said about the men and the women thing. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that that actually, uh, believe it or not, religion and government actually pulled men and women apart 5,000 years ago. And there's history on that. And the reality is, is if you were to go back and look at uh, uh, John D. Rockefeller's uh, book back when he wrote in the early 1900s, he spelled all this whole thing out that's happening right now. It didn't happen as soon as he wanted. So let's just make this really clear that, you know, as far as education goes, the only way that we're going to get education is if we do not go back to school. We cannot go back to school because they own the schools. And they own the media, and they own they own every government-approved school. Any gov- any government-approved school, you can't send your kids to. You can't send your kids to any of these places, and you definitely don't want to send a doctor to a, uh, um, a government-approved university because he's not going to be a doctor. He can't be a doctor. There's no way. This is just uh, uh, evil. Uh, the whole thing is set on a um, on a collision course, and the reality is this tell me that doctors aren't frustrated, nurses aren't frustrated, and healthcare workers aren't frustrated with government-approved schools because they can't they can't empower people properly. So the I, uh, problem is we're not empowered in our relationships with ourselves. We're not empowered with our relationship with our wife. We're not empowered in our life because men have lost their purpose because this is exactly, Dr. Mark, I said this on a show just two weeks ago, and I said this. Men have lost their place. So yes, now they don't have to go out and get the food. Now they don't have to go and protect the house uh, from invaders. But the invaders are actually our government. The invaders is the EMF, the Wi-Fi, all the chemical poisons that they're eating on the couch while they're watching hockey. You know, the reality is, is the invaders are the dysfunctional beliefs that mothers and fathers have that they adulterate their children with. So the reality is, is it's got to start with us personally, and then it's got to we got to create a home. And, and that, and that was that was there before, Multi,
0: multi-generationally. That was there before. Yeah. These old rules of behaving and families are a social, uh, uh, a social unit. That that was all there before. I think right now we have <clears throat> we've stepped up the problem. It's it's no longer just about dysfunctional families. This is about people not knowing how to
2: protect themselves from these
1: oligarchs.
2: Healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries is the way I look at it, Mark, psychologically. People have lost that ability to create healthy boundaries. uh, And because they don't have that principle, they're letting the governments and the corporations walk all over them.
0: They're not saying no. I just had a lady today whose son was in McDonald's, she tells me, uh, seven years old. They wanted to, you know, the managers are parenting our kids now, folks. Don't forget that right now. The corporations, when you go to these places, they're parenting your children. You don't get to say, put the mask on, Johnny. I had this today. And these, they act with a sense of entitlement. As if they have a right to tell your kids what to do because their boss said so. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of dictatorial authoritarianism still there, but they've really stepped it up now, eh, Mark? We talked about this before, mass delusional psychosis, but it there's something else. There's another level beyond the psychosis, is that psychosis... Uh, with tax,
1: uh, well, as Doug was push- saying, like the, the focus to, to focus on this psychologically is an important point because we can get lost in the weeds about the science and the debate yeah. mm-hmm. on what's real and what's not real. I don't think there really is any debate; it's all pretty obvious to me. But if you don't go underneath that and understand how and why people came to think irrationally, you're never going to win this battle. Right. And there is a path. And an explanation for that and why people are thinking the way that they are. I believe it starts with fear and it also has an injection side uh, influence of compliance and behavioral modification. And when someone is in a state of fear, especially abject fear for a very long time, they, they enter into a state of trauma and they're unable to think rationally and to think for themselves. And when you have a paralyzed fearful population, they are far more likely to accept anything and everything that comes from on high as a so-called solution to their problem, even if the problem was started by the very person who's offering the solution. Right, and We see this historically in the 20th century in all of the totalitarian regimes around the world. This yep. has been the way that they've manipulated and controlled the population. They've Absolutely. terrorized them. They've put fear into them. And then they've come back and said, we're going to save you with the following Options And they sound very reasonable to somebody who's scared, but slowly but surely, they wind up eroding the very foundations of freedom and liberty that they had to begin with. And the reason for this, I believe, fundamentally, is is, is the following. Human beings are not naturally inclined to freedom. They are naturally inclined to being taken care of. Mm -hmm. And that starts in infancy. Infants don't want freedom. They want to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. To become a free person, you have to grow and develop a capacity for delayed gratification, meaning not being taken care of. And that's what the definition and view is of a mature adult, is one who can actually see for tomorrow, the next day, the next week, not just the now. And we've gone against that, and we've had a government system that's instilled the opposite capacities and values in people especially young people in their 20s and 30s everything comes now and it comes it comes easily and cheaply through an app you hungry for eggs you press a button on your phone and they get delivered in seven minutes you don't have to go to the store or much less go out to the chicken coop and get the eggs or wait for them to be laid and then cook and clean Uh, huge dependency plan i've been so dependency is a huge part of this
2: I've been thinking a lot about the terms uh, adulting and infantilism lately because that like people need to adult. First of all, what is it to be an adult to trust another person with their health, their own well, health? Hang on, choices, hang on right. a sec here. Hang
0: on a sec <laughs> to have we respect. We did a show
2: on this. We did right?
0: yeah, Doug, you and I did thirteen part series. I learned, I learned, George. Yes, you did, (laughs) I see that. But if you listen to Dr. McDonald, he's alluded to, in a couple of phrases, the infantilism, the state of infancy, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're all born in a uh, post-hypnotic transport-induced in early infancy. You you know, psychological birth is the next phase of birth, that's got to happen. We have a lot of people who are not psychologically born, that's why these people saying, oh, i got to wake this person up, I'm, you're not waking anybody up. There's no words, no matter how skilled are you, is are you going to deploy in a conversation that's going to wake somebody up. This is not magic, okay? Right. There's a work a person must do in order to embrace and get out of that infantile state, Mark. I mean, in reality, they've got to go through those stages, but we have people who are arrested development. They're going into age regressions. The moment somebody asks them to wear a mask, they become combative. They don't know what to say. They're speechless. Their minds are combative. I get somebody when they're asked to wear a mask, And this is what they sound like. (laughs) Uh, What? Right, they get triggered. Yeah, because they sink into that regression. They don't have the, the, the skills available to them at that moment to know how to handle and how to have a disciplined response. It becomes combative, retaliatory. The police come, someone's getting arrested for no reason. All of this is for naught. There is no basis for this. This goes on because people simply haven't got the awareness or the skills. So when I hear infantilism, yes, I firmly believe what Mark is saying is a hundred percent accurate. The people have not grown up to be able to make their own decisions, independent mm-hmm. of any influence, any other impediment out there. They're very subject to this and they're gullible.
2: So let's, let's take a children
0: got. are gullible.
2: We've got maybe five or ten minutes left, and I, I do want to talk solutions a bit. I mean, we've kind of seen what's dug us into this hole here. Um, and is there any way? What do you see is is the way out? Uh, Dr. Wolf, you want to start with this one?
3: Well, unless you're going to work on yourself, I don't know how you're going to help anybody else. And that's <laughs> the reality. Unless you learn the word no for those things and yes for yourself, you know, unless you become... Okay, unless you have value, okay, and and if you understand that nobody has authority over you on this planet, I don't know what we're going to do, because people believe they have no authority, okay, and the reality is, is this, people don't know how to look after themselves from the basic things in life, they don't, but understand something, and don't get me wrong, uh, um, everybody's doing their best, but people, like even the medical system said, don't worry. You can eat anything, you can drink anything, you can do anything, yeah. but we'll look yeah. after you. And everybody knows that that's not true. So now they don't even know how to look after their body. Well, they're living totally... in a false sense of security. Well, yeah, and that security blanket has now become a mask.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Dr. McDonald, what, where do you see the move for? How do we heal people from this mass delusional psychosis?
1: <laughs> I think that. I think that there's a large schism in society. We're living in two societies right now. You know, Viktor Frankl said after the war in World War II, uh, do you hate the Germans? Do you hate the German race for what they did? And he thought for a moment and he said, no, I don't because there's really only two races, the decent and the indecent. Mm
3: -hmm. Yes.
1: Today, there are two groups of Americans, the rational and the irrational, the woke, not the woke, woke, but the awakened and the unawakened. Right. Awake, but not woke. And I don't think there's anything that we as individuals can really do for them until they make the decision to wake up and to start working on themselves. I agree with Dr. Wolf on that point. But I do think that those who are awakening in the process of awakening can do something on an individual level that can be very powerful. And that is the following. They can either join or form face to face local groups that they can meet with of like-minded, awakening, and awakened people, meaning the mentored section Absolutely. of that group, the ones that are further along the path, and they can allow the wisdom and the developmental experience and the truth and the honesty to be received by them and then to give back to that group and hopefully to mentor others. I have joined a group like that in LA, and I know there's other groups around the country who are forming. It's a very powerful, very therapeutic And very empowering experience to do that much more so than sending out email and Facebook messages all day, which should just aggravate your anxiety and make it worse. And it becomes very isolating and often very depressing and it causes insomnia. This does not, this does the opposite. And I think that this is important because it gives rise to something in a higher degree, a macro level, that I also want to point out, which I spoke yeah. about at the AFLDS conference in San Antonio two weeks ago, which is that given that we have two societies, two groups of Americans that form those societies, the rational, the irrational, the awakened, and the asleep, we need to start building another society. We cannot coexist slash compromise as rational awakened people in a society, the rational, asleep people. It doesn't work. We've tried it. It doesn't work. That means we need to do the following. Healthcare workers who are being forced to be vaccinated need to organize a strike and all walk out at the same time and say, you know what? We're not coming back to work until you (laughs) drop this BS. And in the meantime, we're going to start forming our own healthcare organizations. We're going to go private. We're going to build our own clinics. We're going to build our own hospitals. We need a separate journal system and scientific education system where we're not relying on the Lancet and JAMA and the AMA and all these nonsense right, organizations that right. are propagandized that is open sourced and moderated that can be used as a vehicle for truth. We need to form a separate school system. Yeah. We need to homeschool, we need to build a separate school system, whether it's charter schools or, or private, you know, non private private schools. We need to have a separate financial system. We're already going into cryptocurrency mode because we can't trust banks and cash currencies, understandably. That's another route to take. I'm giving some examples of this, but I think that overall there needs to be a separate society built up by those people who are organized in subgroups and then can agglomerate and can go on to a national scale and an international scale. That is how I see this following and and surviving and succeeding. Because as a single individual by yourself, you can put your hands up against the hordes and the dike, but you're not going to be able to coexist. It's not possible.
2: You know, according according to the numbers, we're looking at 40% of people here in the United States unvaccinated. I mean, we started this conversation with, you know, how the LA school districts and and private schools, even in the LA area are starting to require vaccinations. Well, and, and parents are freaking out about this. Okay, let's pull our kids. 40% 40% exactly. of the kids of the United States. Let's just pull it. Let's pull the plug on this, guys. Absolutely. Don't now. go to Yank that them hospital out. system now. where you have to get vaccinated and they're going to, you know, doctors, you know, start your own practice separate from this. And you've got 40% of the population behind you. I mean, you know. Call your doctor.
1: Happen. Call, yeah. You choose a physician. Call your doctor and ask the first question. What is your position on vaccinations for children and adults for right. masks? What is your position? If he says, I think everybody should get vaccinated, hang up and call another doctor. When you call a therapist to start your therapy, if you want to see a therapist, make your first question. Are you seeing patients in your office? Are you doing remote therapy because you want to stay safe? If the person says, oh, I do everything remote, hang up, call someone else. These are simple things that you can do to organize and support professionals who are trying to do the right thing and the honest thing.
3: Absolutely. And that includes
1: pulling your kids out of school. These are things that Absolutely. you can do right now. Right now. Yeah. Right now.
0: And so, listen, folks, that is, and I've told a few of you actually, and I want to thank uh, uh, Dr. Detox, Dr. Daryl Wolf, for sending me some of you who have discussed this with me. So, let's make it clear what you hear Dr. Mark McDonald saying uh, and us is if you're concerned about the way the school is unfolding right now, both in the U.S. and Canada, I don't really care where it is, North America, we've got to blur these, uh, these lines uh, in, in the ground right now. They're using the same rule book. Get your kids out of school. If you feel they're going to be forced masked. that's child abuse. If you feel that you're going to be manipulated, or the risk that your child, who's 12 or 14, is going to go get the jab, get them gone, take their health cards... Uh, although I did hear yesterday from one of my legal people that they don't require their health card on this one. Isn't that interesting? Be careful. You've got to watch the hooks, folks. They're trying to reel you in. You've got to do the right research. And just to reiterate on the question, Doug, that, you know, you asked what's the solution. I I just simply want to say that the basic set of tools that people need to solve most of life's issues is discipline. And with some discipline, some problems get solved. And with the majority part of you being disciplined, most of them can Mm -hmm. get resolved. But you've got to bring yourself to this. Being in groups, we've said this before, an amazing idea from Dr. Mark. Get into groups. You need a mirroring face to identify with. Get the computers gone. Get your phones gone. And sit face-to-face with your human beings and start to learn to listen with your ears as well as your eyes. Not just your ears. We need all of you involved in that. Uh, Dr. Daryl, you wanted to say.
3: Yeah, I yeah. just wanted to say that uh, everybody knows Dell Bigtree. Well, Dell and a whole group, you know, they got all the families together and they hired their own teacher. And now the kids are being taught real things because understand something. Kids aren't being taught in school anyways. It's 12 years of a wasted time, at least to get the socialized somewhat, but then they usually get bullied too because mm-hmm. the whole schooling system needs to be uh, really taken a look at. But the reality is, is all I'm trying to say is, you know, Dr. Mark, you, you know, you've made such brilliant points and that's it. you got to find like-minded people and move forward.
0: 100%. 100%. Well, listen, on that note, Doug, uh, you know, yeah. we can keep going. And we'll keep everybody's day tied up. Folks, you've been watching the Facts and the Fiction, Canadian Rights Watch, with my co-host Doug McKenty of The Shift Now. And, of course, we've got two incredible people, once again, who have been on uh, in, involved in educating society and their people, Dr. Mark McDonald, Dr. Gerald Wolf, the, the doc of, of, of detox. You know, you've got to pay attention. You've got to listen to really now what's happening. You're under attack. Your way of life is under attack. Your children are under attack. It scares the daylights out of me to think that your 12-year-old, your 14-year-old can simply go down to Toronto uh, at Nathan Phillips Square and get an ice cream cone and a jab. And yet they have no idea what the repercussions of all that are. There is no informed consent here right now. We must pay attention to the laws, the rule of law. You've got to uphold it. Use it or lose it. This is not a time for debate. Anyways, Doug, I'm done for now. Listen, you you know, you want to tell us where to get you? (laughs) We're looking at the
2: top of the hour. Why don't we let these guys uh, close it off? And so, uh, uh, Dr. Wolf, you want to let people some final comments and let people know where they can find more about you?
3: Yeah, I just would like to tell everyone that uh, um, just see if you could – Totally love, honor, and respect yourself today and not allow anyone to disrespect you. Just give that a shot for an hour. If it and works find out. a group. Find a group. That's right. You got to find a group. And that's what we're doing. Right, George?
0: Yeah. We're creating,
3: we're creating a huge group. And uh, you'll be hearing from us loud and proud. And we're going to be doing that. We're bringing people from all over the world. And we're going to be bringing them together. And we're going to be creating uh, a really powerful group. Because at the end of the day... Welcome to Planet Earth, a life-threatening, fun-filled
2: adventure if you know the law, universal law. Thank Sounds you guys. good. And people can find uh, more about your work at DocOfDetox.com, right?
3: Yes, they can. And if they want to learn about uh, getting into trainings where you can find your authentic self so you can find your power, go to www.NewWorldPractitioner.com. Thank you okay. so much for having me, guys. Yeah. And Dr. Mark, this is the first time I've ever been with you, but you know what? My God, you know what? I I really love you, man. You know what? You're right on the money with your stuff and you're so sensible. And I just wish there was a lot more like you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate that support. I actually am hoping to expand my reach by launching a podcast in the next two weeks, which will be called Informed Dissent. Great. (laughs) Great. You can find more information about it when you get our website up at informeddissentmedia.com. We're going to be Broadcasting or posting weekly with uh, Dr. Jeff Barkey, who's a family practice physician down in Orange County, also an AFLDS doctor and uh, a crusader for truth and courage uh, in these dark times. And we'll be discussing uh, the intersection of medicine and politics and informed dissent uh, once a week. In the meantime, uh, I post regularly on my Facebook page, which is markmcdonaldmd.com, the Facebook uh, handle, markmcdonaldmd.com, uh, relevant articles um, and information that I think will help inform people and uh, allow them to, uh, to lead better lives. And I also post some funny, interesting stuff that I think is entertaining on my Twitter feed, which is m.mcdonald.md. mcdonaldmd. Beautiful. Sounds good. Thanks
2: Beautiful. for coming on the Thanks. show. And uh, George, you want to let people know about what you're doing at Canadian Rights Watch and how to get in touch with you if they want. It's slammed. We're busy.
0: We got tons of cases. Uh, as as uh, as Dr. Wolf knows, we've got all kinds of people who are wanting vaccination exemption letters. Those are available. Same with masks, uh, masking exemption letters, PCR. Uh, get more information. CRW underscore rights media on twitter CRW underscore rights media get us at Canadian Rights Watch on Facebook Canadian Rights Watch on Instagram and if you want to email me personally or uh, to reach any of our other advocates please do so at info at Canadian Rights Watch dot com I'd love to hear from you
2: and my name is Doug McKenty. I am the host of the weekly podcast, The Shift with Doug McKenty. You can find uh, this uh, as well as The Psychology of Lockdown that I also do with George. Uh, I do another show called Beyond Politics, uh, as well as The Shift with Doug McKenty. You can find all that and more at www.theshiftnow.com. I want to thank everybody for listening and especially our two guests today for uh, helping us try to uh, get through this crazy mess and for all the work that you're doing. To, uh to help wake people up and to help try to maintain some semblance of freedom uh, in this wacky world so uh thanks again everybody thanks for showing up today have a great day thanks Doug
3: thank you. thanks George thanks dr Mark McDonald thank you, guys. Good to Hi, meet you. have a wonderful day Bill. you've thanks, been watching Mark. Canadian thanks,
0: rights watch yeah thank you thank you so much you've been watching Canadian rights watch folks thanks very much it's the facts and the fiction we'll be back again shortly we look we're looking at David Davidite coming on Thanks again folks stay in touch and Take uh, care. I'm I'm listening to your stories have a wonderful day after- afternoon everybody goodbye